Hey guys, what's up, and welcome to episode 7 of The Geek Mix. It's your host, Andrew Bird, a.k.a. The Heavy Metal Hobbit on the interwebs. And today we're going to sit down and talk to one of my favorite people in the world, I.R. Harris. She has written some amazing books in the Legion series. She's got several more books coming, new series, new everything. She's quite possibly one of the loveliest people you can meet. I love talking to her. We've kept in touch. We're, we're friends on Facebook and Twitter. We chat uh, about every other week or so. She's just the one of the people you're going to love to meet her. When you meet her, she's going to be super excited, super nice, and she's got some crazy dreadlocks. So sit back, get yourself a drink, and let's dive in and chat with the wonderful and lovely I.R. Harris. Alrighty, guys, I'm here with Isabella, and you're a self-published author. I am. Indie author. Indie author. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck about being the next J.K. Rowling. No. She wants to be the Kevin Smith. That's um, right. Who doesn't want to be the next Kevin Smith? <laughs> like most people do. They're just like, I don't want to admit I like clerks. Oh, come on. Oh, but how all, many people do you meet that's like... Cool people are admitting that they love clerks. And yeah, but they love I think Kevin when people Smith. think of indie now, they're like, James Franco's indie. And you're like, oh, oh well, you James know, Franco's James kind Frank, of indie. He's hipster. kind of indie, you know. I mean, everybody has to start somewhere. But so what are your books about? So I do dark, epic fantasy. So no young adult, unfortunately. Um, although that's a, that's a wonderful genre to be in. My mindset doesn't quite work in the young adult format, unfortunately. Is it hard for you just to explain out everything in a book? It, you know, it's just, I can't, you know, I hated being a young adult. So I don't really want to go revisit it <laughs> at all. Well, I mean, everybody a, hates those times in your yeah, life when you're in high rough. school. You're like, I want to go out with a girl, but nobody wants to. It's rough. And so I, I leave that to wiser, better minds, more creative creative minds do the do the young adult fantasy much better than I do I like I like dealing with with conflict in you know in your 20s and 30s is I think is even more you like intriguing. the quarter life crisis yeah, yeah. I do <laughs> there's just so much did, more did you go through a quarter life crisis I think you're like, I, I don't still know. am going still. through a quarter life no actually well, I mean you do look very young you only look like you. you're 20s yeah, so. no I I think uh, finding writing fixed my quarter life crisis. Really? 100%. Yeah, I'd never written any fiction before in my entire life. I have a I'm training at international conflict. So is it is this where you're like I never wrote fiction, but fan erotica there was a time? Hey, I, that would be nice. Everybody it? like everybody I've met they're like I used to write fan erotica. I'm like no, I wish I had. That would make it so much more intriguing, but I had never written a piece of fiction. I spent most of my academic career writing research papers and grants and studying developing countries. And How much in school debt are you? A lot. <laughs> I'll be dead before anybody gets their money back. Oh, I mean. <laughs> they'll have to come to the funeral to collect. No, it, it's They'll take your bones yeah, out of your car. They'll take it all, I'm sure. So it was a, it, it solved the, the quarter-life crisis for me, 100%. And it's such a great, fun genre to be a part of, I think. So how many books have you written? So I have fully 18 novels that I've written. How the fuck do you find time right. to write 18 novels? <laughs> I have insomnia. I actually have... <laughs> I'm stuck right there every night. I'm just like, hi. Yes, and so you can get a lot done when you don't sleep. It's amazing what you Also creeps done, out the people right? you live with, though. Totally They're always not. like, why are you up at 3 o'clock in the morning? You went to bed at 6. Well, I mean, you couldn't sleep. Exactly. And that's how you get 18, 18 
So now, do you write with pen and paper? Or do you write on the uh, left? You no, know, I started writing longhand, pen and paper, and then I realized that that my brain was working too fast for my hand, and I couldn't read what I had written. <laughs> it was just a mess, and so I lost a lot of good stuff. I lost a lot of good material that way. So I had to switch and make the transition to my laptop, which now I'm glued to it. I can't, I can't oh, yeah. get away from it. Yeah, I'm. I'm so now, do you use a Windows or P or Mac when you're? Oh, I'm a Mac person. So what are you using to write then? I'm a Mac person. Oh, well, I use Word. Word, is, Word. Have is, you tried Shriver? I haven't tried Shriver yet. I have a couple people who are trying to get me moved into that well, direction. Give me your business card. I've, I've okay. got I've got some connections <laughs> to the people that create writing software because that I'm always like I need something to write with. Yes, and I and I I am always open to people trying to move me in a different. Direction. I I was like I need Final Draft. I don't want to pay for Final Draft. And they're like. Good news. There's an app for that. Yeah, I'm like, you have a final draft I am, app? I am all about that. <laughs> so yes, Oh, I have a whole script writing thing on my phone, so if I'm go. like, right here, let's and do this. And that's something I would love to do. I, I would love to, to take a script writing class. I would love to be able to, to learn how to do... Here's how I learned how to write scripts. scripts. It, was very, it was very, very easy. I went and downloaded an app called Weekend Read from my iPhone, and it gives you the scripts for a couple big movies. I was like, okay, okay. But before that... Did you ever read Kevin Smith's Batman? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the back of Cacophony, he lays out that... Oh, yeah. I looked at that. That's how I wrote... That as a template. That's how I learned how to write a comic script. <laughs> I was like, this is great. I, I now know how to write everything. That. And then I got on got that point of like, okay, I got a Kevin Smith. Oh, you have to break it up into action sequences? No, I'm going to write a whole bunch of detail. I'll let you figure that I out. Need to, I need to do that. I can steal that. Because every good good writer steals something from others. <laughs> well, I mean, what was it? Uh, and we have to morph it into our own thing, but that's a good thing to steal. Good writers create... Oh, no. Good artists create great artists steal. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, as long as you, as long as you morph it into your own thing. But I would... Script writing would be awesome. I would I would love to write something for Now, seeing as we both wrote, do you hate yourself at the end sometimes? Because I get mad. Like, I get yeah. mad. I'm like, this did yeah. not turn out to what I wanted it to be. You know, it's it's. I think it's a very organic process to go through that. I think that's part of being an uh, introspective writer is that you have to have that course of emotions when you write. Otherwise, I don't think you're invested in it. I think, oh, yeah. you know, and I think it's important for people to see that it's not just a very straight line from point A to point B in writing. It's a lot of ups and downs, and it's a lot of rewrites, and it's a lot of going back and forth. I think the biggest part of writing are the nights up. You're like, how do I fix what I wrote? I messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes characters you have in your head don't translate well on the page, and it's, you know, crushing. <laughs> I somehow created a character the... called Jock the Gangster Goldfish. I don't know how this happened. I, I had like a weird that. dream, and he was holding a gun. I was like, how does a goldfish hold a gun? I love it. Uh, and I, but why not? We were talking to someone. I'm like, okay, here's what we do. We put the goldfish in the bowl with water, and he's connected to a string that's connected to the shotgun. And if he drops, <laughs> he kills you. I like it. That's the so beauty I'm, of writing. The only downside, trying to figure out how to put that in a movie well, is not yeah. easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you hire other people to help you. That's, you know, yeah, but you know how, it, that that's the you. good part about a con. You get to meet a lot of that's other people. What, I know. Isn't it brilliant? And with how slow this con has been, I've met hundreds. You've met hundreds <laughs> of people. I had a guy come up to me yesterday and gave me a great idea for one of the books and said, "What you?" because I, I had this dream of wanting to release a graphic novel, but I, I can't draw at all. So he said, you know what you should do is hire somebody or work with, a, work with an artist and release a chapter at a time of the book that you like because a lot of them do that and it's really exciting and people like that. You ought that. to get JR to draw you it. You can... I mean, I, I was 
super, I thought, that is such a great idea because I would love my stuff to be graphic novels. I just, I have one book that's 700 pages, one that's almost 1,000. I don't know how that would work well, I mean, <laughs> in a graphic novel. You but figure half the pages because you're cutting down on a lot of stuff. So, right. 300. 300, yeah. Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yes. I just have somebody draw up the first chapter and Kickstarter. Yes. How are you? Yeah, take a bookmark, you guys. And for anybody who didn't know, Isabella was also the one female that came in on our podcast with Jim. Yes, that's me again. Hi. So, the dreads, the writing, yes. the should be a fetish model because you got all Thanks, that just man. going on. Just, you're very kind. I mean, you got the fish nugget. Like, you're just sweet. ready. Somebody out here is going to be like, listen, I need a picture. Pay it. That would be great. Yeah. You could pose for the yeah. cover of your book. That would Oh, I think there are there are way better people to, to do that. I've seen I've seen really great people. You there can are for the cover. There of my are book. better people, but it's India. Yeah. You do it <laughs> You're right. It is. Or we can just go you on there. Nobody wants to see a fat look. guy. Stop that. You you have a great face for print. No. You do. You're adorable. You I, I did get great. told. See, my favorite part is lady at Holiday, and she's like, "How old are you?" I'm like, "How how old's my beard?" Look, she's like, "You're like 27." I'm like, "Like 24." <laughs> Mike, if it's clean shaven, I can go for 17. If it's full go. beard, I go for 30. See, you're lucky. You're no. lucky. You're versatile. And that's what people need. You're very fortunate. <laughs> Plus, you have a dynamic personality. You're... I disagree. It's personal. See, here's the thing. I think whatever you do, you find it boring because you're living that life and everybody's Probably. life is more interesting. I have to tell you, though, being a writer, because I was in graduate school for so long and it's just school for so long and trying school to School find... sucks. I hated, I hated college with a passion. Yeah, I think for me it was trying to figure out that I needed to do what made me happy rather than what Yeah, but then you find out you have a degree me. that you didn't need. <laughs> but I do use it, though. Do you use yours? Yeah, I mean, it's in everything that I write. It's it it's an incredible degree. I got to, you know, I was living abroad for many years in Ireland. And, and How was living? Ireland. Did you get a lot of awesome drinks out there? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a life-changing experience, and that is something that will forever shape who I am, just not as a person only, but also as Did you meet him in Ireland and bring him over here? I brought him over to Ireland, but we met before. We met before, yes. So, you know, all of that stuff gets, all of my books are themed, are steeped in Irish culture. It's sort of my nod to that experience and what it means to... Irish music is so good, too. It's beautiful, and Celtic mythology is beautiful. And so, you know, it's... Any mythology that's not Roman or Greek is probably better. Yeah, well, those are, those are kind of... Well, it's like, okay, okay, you're reading it, you're like, oh, this is great. And then you're like, Nor- they killed an ice giant and made the earth, and we're, <laughs> the water's blood? It's a little Awesome, rough. I'm into this. Like, <laughs> I, I like that. And I think, I think any good writer has to, you know, most of us, I don't think, are just, we don't just develop as writers. I think you have to go through a lot of things in your life. Yeah, not everybody is... Uh, <laughs> No. Stephen King no. or and, and that's why there is Steven only Spielberg one. who that's ran right. around with a five year old as a that's kid. That's right. Yeah. Or Koontz, uh, you know, and so Dean Koontz. But even for somebody like him, you know, he, his wife said, okay, we're giving you five years <laughs> to see how this works. And you have five years to write, and then we'll see where it goes. But isn't you know? it so messed up, though, that, you know, especially living in the age we do where everything's yeah, well, fast-paced. Yes. People, you know, this is what annoys me about YouTube. People make a video, and they're like, if they don't see it in the first day, it's gone. No, dude, it's literally living yes. forever. Yes. It might not hit the first day. Absolutely. Yeah, I, and I think that's a, that's a troubling thing for me um, is 
that I enjoy technology and I and I love it and it's definitely helped me advance just as a person but also in my career we'll put that in quotes um, you have an but, awesome career you got 18 books <laughs> but it also makes things a little difficult people don't realize what goes into being an indie author and I think they feel like well you know you need to have books out every few months or you know you have some big person who's helping you edit all of these and you have a huge budget Do you edit here. yourself I have a friend that edits I edit my husband edits we have a we're a cottage industry of very small group of people that you know I use all local artists in my community to help you know with the graphics and covers I try to support you know the guy who does our t-shirts is a local artist in my community and To me that's just really So you're important. in the community as Kevin Wood Smith would put the people the Wynats. Why not do this? Why yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a collective it's a collective conscious effort then because everybody's involved. It's not just me as I are here. So what what happens when you guys wake up and you're just like it's a bad day? Uh, <laughs> then it's a bad day and you just um, sometimes you just need to chuck it bucket and say, you know, <laughs> it's, it's done and we'll come back and like, it Honey, tomorrow. I love you. I promise I do. Stay the fuck in the other room yeah, for the I rest mean, of the day. And that happens. It happens. Um, it's rare, but, and I think, I think. And that's the good part. It is rare. Though. It is rare. And I think that's because when you love what you do, that becomes your passion. It Everything becomes easier and simpler and You know, the the crazy chaos tends to fade away into the background. And you can deal with those ups and downs much better when you're doing what you love. You know, when you're not forced into... Not everybody has that luxury, and I realize no. that. Not everybody can, can pursue that passion. But we But, all are content creators. Absolutely, A lot yes. of people are afraid. And it's What scary. if someone doesn't yes. like me? Yes, and that is absolutely terrifying. And I've had people... But you know what's awesome? It's the fuck they don't like right. you. They're and still going to yell at you. That's okay, because there's always somebody out there who's just not going to get it, who doesn't get your journey, who doesn't understand why you're doing what you're doing. But you're still going to do it. Like For me, it's like, well, whether or not somebody likes the books isn't going to stop me from writing. The so stories you, are still there. You said you've done 18 books yeah. over how many years? Uh, <laughs> three years. Three years. Now, have these all been built up? Were they just... <laughs> Here's where going, or was it just There, like I, I can't stop? I can't stop. It was a strange thing. I had a I had a very pivotal point in my life. I left a PhD program that I was geared to to do very well in. You could have been Doctor I R Harris. I could have been, yeah. And it was um, that sounds terrified. <laughs> it was an odd situation. I had been building to that moment in my life for a very long time since I was little, probably. Uh, And I had to make this choice that something just didn't feel right. It didn't. didn't so have you only been doing good. the indie author scene for three yes. years? <laughs> so has your three years been successful? I think for me and how not, I not not in terms of money, in terms right, of like happiness. Yeah. Let's say that more than successful. And it's because I get to meet people like yourself. I get to sit in a con like this and talk to you and talk to the wonderful author who's sitting next to me and this great artist who's on this side. And to me, that's just everything that life should be about, and it's engaging people, and it's, you know, So, do you support. work a day job as well as writing? I'm a personal trainer, yeah. 
that explains the fitness. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not allowed to pack on five pounds. He's got to... I know, man. It's torture. She's, she's into nutrition, too. Yeah. I have I a have whole separate um, see, separate thing. See, here's here's the beauty of it. He's a skinny guy. I'm a fat guy. I can get away with anything at a party. I can walk up to a girl and be like, can I see your chest? And they'll be like, listen, you're fat. One of two things. I'm either going to laugh at you or I'm not going to do it. Who is laughing? I'll kick their ass. But here's the thing. You. Here's the thing. A skinny guy can't do that because he can run. He can They're run. like a fat guy. You're only going to run for a fucking piece of cake. You're good run. to go. Yes, he can run. But I'll keep, who's, who's, who's still laughing at you? We'll I've never had a girl. He's talking to a Sicilian. We'll knock him out. Oh, see, my family, they're all yeah. from Romania, so I've had to deal with oh, all you, that. Oh, okay. So you're, you know the deal, though. Oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> we, we make the joke. We have this sweet young girl who I've been kind of mentoring and talking to. Her, and it's so funny because her dad is hardcore like you would just like he's tony soprano and i'm just nice. like does your dad work in waste management she's like no he just works at a bar i'm like sweetie you're just like right on that yeah. train oh, yeah you got to i mean at that point so has any of the sicilian come out in the books yes a lot the the uh, fiery tempers of some of my my main characters for sure yeah and so you know, just general are your books connected are they separate books so i have they're they're separate i have different series that i write so uh the bound trilogy was the first trilogy that we debuted and we took that to the baltimore book festival which is an amazing huge so are you festival. near tennessee or are you I'm just not. i'm close to Asheville, north carolina so this was just like why not come here yeah why not uh because we, we started on the book festival circuit and we noticed that we got a great response. We were selling out at some of the, the bigger festivals. And we just happened to be given a chance by my local community's comic book shop, Comic Envy. And I have to mention them because they're fantastic. And Asheville Comic Expo was held last year. And usually it's it's hard to get authors into into cons, um, particularly smaller cons, because they're, they're it's it's just not a broad you got to break even. Yeah, yeah, it's but he was so willing to give us a chance. And sold out like like hotcakes like it was I couldn't believe the support and the response and how enthusiastic people were to have just somebody like me who nobody knows who's just kind of doing their own thing sitting at home writing on a laptop (laughs) who's producing crazy wacky stories to have the people come and want to be inspired by what I do want to read want to talk about books it was a life-changing thing. But it's just like getting to meet the lady that sat in the pub and just scribbled yes. down on napkins. Yes. And then yeah. you're just like, oh, she wrote Harry Potter. No, she didn't write Harry Potter on a napkin. You're like, oh, no, she yeah. really did. Like, well, that I, was her Anytime life. anybody buys a book, I say, look, if you don't like it, you can sell it on eBay because if I make it big, then there's gas money for you at some point. <laughs> you know, you can or pay for your kid's child. So now you're on Kindle as well, right? Yes, I am on Are you on iBooks yes, and yes. all We're of We're working it? on getting to that platform. Getting on iBooks is a little yeah. bit difficult. It for anybody who's not done video or yeah, music, you actually have to set up a actual dealer's account yeah. to sell your own. It's it's weird. Yes. But it almost feels like, especially with indie authors, you can really get big on iBooks because they don't push. Right, they don't. You're right. Absolutely. Or Kindle straight yeah, pushes. It, they do. Yeah. Like, they're all about the guy that wrote uh, Percy Jackson. They're all about yes. him. They're all about Hunger Games. iBooks, literally, I go through the free section, and this, this is fucking hate every author that does it but i love them at the same time they give you the first book for free they're like here's your here's my first book i just want you to read just like 60 80 pages whatever first book for free and then you're just like you motherfucker i have to buy buy i have to buy it because i gotta know that's a good that's a good hook i mean my mom actually she reads all the harlequin stuff because you know (laughs) 
my, my mom is 68 years old. Of course, she's going to read Harlow Quinn. But she goes on there and now she looks at the indie authors that are writing the romance because she's like... Because there's new people who are writing. And you can find it because there's a free section. That's a gr- Yeah, and I think just trying to make that transition, it comes, again, you know, your brand evolves. And I think, you know, you have to... You have to do with what works currently and then always be looking for things that can help you evolve. And I think iBooks is, is a good thing. I think people are afraid because it's not Kindle. Right. And yeah. Kindle's got a brand that, that you trust. Is too, yeah, and it's a little easy. I don't know to, if I trust them that much anymore. Well, as an author, um, to to produce Kindle is very easy. And, and if you're doing it yourself, ease is everything. You know, if you oh, have yeah. somebody who can help you and who can navigate Well, the world since you're on a Mac, there's this little program called iBooks Author. Right, exactly. You can't write in it. No, I mean, that's kind of the downside. <laughs> the downside. But you can throw in cool stuff to click to the web, which I always... I know it seems weird, but that's what annoys me. It's like you buy a Kindle Deluxe Edition. You're like, I want to click. There's, a, I can see he put a link in the book. Right. You can't click. You can't click. I know, and it's it's troubling. I think there are pros and cons for for every format that you use, and I think that goes for people who are big published, uh, you know, with big publishers as well. There are ups and downs. The the benefit of, of doing indie is that you make sure everything is the way you. Want it to be. Oh, yeah. You know, my cover art is exactly the way I wanted it. It's I thought the most adorable thing Kevin Smith's done in his books. Have, have you read his book, Tough Shit? I haven't read he, that yet. He wrote it, um, and he's like, I'm going to charge you 12 bucks for the deluxe edition. Regular's 10. He put in 30 second clips of like little videos that he's done over the course. That's I'm like, brilliant. to me, this is worth it. Like, that's brilliant. And people have said that, I, you know, indie, a lot of indie authors are doing little YouTube clips and videos. I haven't thought about For some reason, that, it feels like you've never done it. I, I don't we'll shoot a commercial here today. <laughs> I have a mic. We've got the like kit. I have that. Many, I don't, I'm not that interesting, so I don't really know. <laughs> Clearly, this man who married you finds you more than interesting. Your books look more than interesting. <laughs> You're very kind. I just don't see that. I think that. Why would anybody want to watch it? As I said, I sit there and I, I find my life boring. Other people find right, it interesting. Right, right. So, so maybe other people we can shoot a whole commercial in 30 seconds just like, bam. That would be great. I have not, I've seen other people in my community do that in the indie community. They do book trailers with themselves featuring their books. And I'm thinking, nobody's going to want to see me holding up my book going, hey. Beautiful girl, <laughs> books. So I feel like that's a seller. You're so kind. I also, I also feel bad. I think... I'm a strange, I'm a strange seller too because I, I don't ever want to push myself on people. You know, I always, I just, you know, I want them to talk to me, and then if they feel excited about it, I, I fully understand. Talk, There's you know? people that are like, listen, if you're gonna go on like, like you need to go into forums and publish the podcast, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Find it yourself. Yeah, I, I feel, you know, I can do a certain level of self promotion, but for me, it's more. I just want I want people to feel inspired by my story above and beyond anything else that you know, it's being professionally not professional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that there is a depth to what I'm doing. It's it wasn't just sort of an offhanded like let me just see if I can write a novel and let's see what happens. It was a catharsis for me as a person um, and as a woman to put these stories on paper that needed to be told. They were discussions that I... It's something said in your head they need to get yeah, the hell they out. to get out. And I think that there's a relatability to those so efforts. Everybody sure. in the world probably knows Joss Whedon is one of yes. the guys for writing the strongest female. Yeah. And Martin seems to be writing some pretty kick-ass yeah. females. Yeah. Are the females in your books? Because I find that's the new thing. Like, yeah. a strong female is so much more interesting. Yes. yes. I think the, the thing with my female leads is that they're strong... But it takes a journey for them to get to that point. 
you know, yeah. that we don't all just come out on the surface as these. Gosh, wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that just be well, awesome? I think what I think the journey is what is what makes you battle hardened in a way, and that's a good thing. I think you have to be able to see an evolution for your character. You know, I think you have to see oh, yeah. growth, and that goes for us as well. You know, so this we is why I can't get in the Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Here's the deal. So for me, you know, my women, you know, they they struggle with. They're not the typical. I'm a blended. You're not the average girl that's no, just, you know, going to kill I mean, somebody. I'm a blended ethnicity. My, my family's from Italy and Africa. And so, you know, I when I look at some of these people on screen, I don't see me. Your family's you know? from Africa. Yeah. So I don't, see, I don't see me reflected back. You know, I don't. And so that's okay. But growing up, people didn't look like me. And so it, I tend to default to that when I write and say, okay, you know, I need to bring... This is something more realistic. Have you made a trip me. since you're not that far? Have you made a trip up to the secret stash yet? I mean, no. you know, that's how like Kevin Smith out there. Like, you know, he, when he did his movies, he's like, yeah. I didn't see my friends. My yeah. brother's gay. There's never gay. So he always makes these characters. Yes, that's all I'm hearing from you. Is like, yes, I didn't see what yes. I wanted to see. Yes, and Somebody I wasn't reading what I wanted to read. You know, I wasn't reading a realism because just because my stuff is couched in fantasy, I tend to be. Very, but there's also it seems it. with a lot of books, uh, especially movies like Life of Pi. Yes, I hate that fucking movie, The Passion. Right. Whole movie's good. Right, that ending the you ending. know is a Hollywood yes. well, just sure. fake ending. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like this is where the progression. Right, ended. absolutely, and you have to be careful of that. And but I think if you stay true to your journey, which is all of my books are me in some shape or form, and and a story that's happened to me in some shape or form. And I need to honor that. And, it, you know, some people may get it and, and understand it, and other people may not want to delve into that intensity. And, and but it's awesome if they don't want to delve because you know they're okay. going to be like, I don't want you to listen to this person. I don't want you to read their book. And the other person's just like, why not? Right. Well, that's okay. It seems yeah. strange. It's, it's, it's a little out there. I mean, my stuff's a little off-center, you know, and, and I and I like that because I'm a little off-center. And, and if I, everybody was on-center, <laughs> this would be one boring Wouldn't it be boring? World. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't write like... People are like, oh, is it like Game of Thrones? Because that's really what I want. Is it like Hunger Games? Because that's really what I want. And my response to that is, it's I.R. Harris. I'm not a 65-year-old white man writing. I'm not the woman who wrote Hunger Games. Well, I'll tell you what. If you were a 65-year-old white man, (laughs) damn. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm not. It's my story. So it's not going to be like anybody else's. And 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 it kind of makes me a little agitated when people try and compare you know, writing to writing, because I, I don't think you can do that. If you're being an individual, it's it's authentically you, and it's not going to reflect. At least from a, from else. someone who has to go promote, it seems like if you can find what they're into, you can find that yeah. niche. But it's almost like, okay, you're at a Comic-Con. Do you really need to find a niche, or is the niche there, the, and right, you just need to like dig it, it out a little I bit? I really do, and for me, that's okay. I mean, making people work a little bit to understand You're in fishnets and, like, dreadlocks. <laughs> First of all, if somebody doesn't just go, like, I need to go meet this person because right. they're dressed like this. <laughs> right, that should be intriguing enough. Um, I'm okay with people having to work a little bit. So is this bit how you dress a normal day. everyday life? Well, not when I'm training clients. <laughs> oh, I would hope not. That doesn't 65 work 65-year-old well. white guy yeah. just had a heart attack. <laughs> not going to work well for my clients. No, you know, it's so nice to be able to come here and, and have this, because it's an artistic expression. It's another side of me that I enjoy. And, um, you know, when I'm not in the gym training people and I, you know, I don't wear, wait, I, I want my women at the gym to not feel like they have to wear makeup and be fixed up. You know, we're at the gym to work out. We're not there to look pretty. 
and I saw the greatest meme about a gym yesterday. It was like, listen, why are you yelling at somebody at the gym that's fat? They're obviously trying to fix the situation. I was like... (laughs) Yeah, no. But I I get a kick because I have a buddy who's very thin, always at the gym, runs two miles. Now, I won't run two miles to save my life. I already did the whole soccer experience. Hurt my knees doing it. (laughs) I walked five miles. There you go. Do it in like an hour and a half. Yeah. And he's sitting there. He's like, why do you walk? I'm like, Walking is the best. One of the best forms of exercise. The, the bad side is you have to find music that fits a run. Oh, you totally do. And yeah. you can't listen to Ozzy or Black Sabbath or Dio yeah. because it's too, yeah. slow. It's way too slow. But it fits a walking pace. It does. It fits a walking pace. And walking, but you can tell your friend, is pretty much the best exercise and you can If do. you're going to listen to so, like music, you got to listen to like Kesha or Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah. And after 10 minutes, I just want to hit myself in the head. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> you can only hear roar so many times before I, you I, deck somebody across the face. <laughs> that's just playing in the background of your gym as <laughs> yeah, which that, is good to get you started, I think. But then we we have to that switch song it. annoyed. We have to switch just because I'm sitting there watching music, I'm like, sweetie, you're talking about lying for like 20 minutes, and you're just like, let's talk about a tiger. Let's go to the tiger. I'm it's like, it's a good, you know, you have to. It it goes with what what your what your headspace is. And so if the music isn't fitting, where to me, what it feels like, especially with Roar, Roar's a cop. Roar feels like it's totally produced because she did one where she was in the military. I can't remember the song. The best part of me, yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah. feel like the best part of me is the original song she wrote. It's great, and yeah. that's like her anthem. But it could never be that. Right, and where that has to do with war is completely. Yeah. And they and they promoted as such, and I, and that's unfortunate for her because I bet just because she's a she's a she's a very good. Girl. I saw her when she's she was nice starting out at Anderson, and, and she was very nice. She's a great. And, she's a great artist, and that's what happens sometimes with anybody who's who gets kind of really big people then start to take over your identity and you have to be really careful and then you go through like Kevin Smith and you leave you, making yeah, movies for you, years because Dave a great comedian and you know and, Goddamn Dave Chappelle. yeah I mean you know you, things happen and it's unfortunate but I think if you're grounded in, in I think what ha- I, I'm, I, I pose this to a couple people just because I've listened to enough I think when Neil Brennan and Dave Chappelle had their falling out yeah because Neil Brennan's so funny. He's the only dude they ever asked to write the N-word in a script. Which, right, right. And I'm like, if you look at Neil Brennan, he looks like your husband. He's a little white guy. Right. You would never expect. Oh, yeah, he could totally write Friday or Half-Baked. Right, right. But I think, especially, they got so big, Chappelle wanted the spotlight. And yeah. Comedy Central kind of pushed him away from it. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that happens. And I think, you know, now that he's kind of making his circle back. Well, it's almost yeah. like South Park. When yeah. they won... Comedy Central did their first ever comedy awards, and when they got up and won, they said, "Our mom literally just gave us the award. This means right. nothing." Right. And I know Comedy Central. Yes. Well, sure, but that's 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 the fact. It was, yeah. And I think that that's prevalent in the industry. I think it do, happens. Do your parents read your books? They don't. <laughs> but it's it's funny. Um, there's there's a lot of them in there. I think uh, my father-in-law. Uh, we had to take it away from him because he was he was very sweet and was like, oh, I'm going to download this on my Kindle. And I was like, please don't <laughs> because I don't think you're going to be able to sit at the dinner table with me if you do read it. Well, see, that's my parent, my, my older brother listened to the podcast. He's like, I thought you were all professional. I was like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I think my friends were really, um, 
it's, it's funny because my friends are used to seeing me a certain way and, and hearing me speak, and a lot of them have been through graduate school with me, and so they, they've seen me give presentations on, you know, least developed countries. They read a sex scene in your book, and they're like, what just happened? Yeah, and they're thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't realize she had this in her. Like, she's a whole other person. And so it's really nice, because it's... it's You scroll for that second Facebook, like, where are you hiding now? (laughs) (laughs) It's good, because I think it it expresses certain... I'm not just the scholarly person who, you know, does this, this, and this development and like you have a, a little side you know that's fun you know, I always found it funny because everybody I know they're always if you say a cuss word you know oh you're, you're clearly lack of intelligence and I think it's so funny because the first person that they always like I'm just like hold on George Carlin says the word pussy nine times in his opening segment yeah, he's a brilliant man he's smart yeah no I would I don't know where I would be going. <laughs> I I have to no. They are prevalent. Uh, if I look at like the list of people, if we didn't have people like Sid Caesar and George Carlin, we wouldn't have anything. No, oh, I was so I was so pissed they didn't put his death on the news. Yeah. I was like, really? Come on! And Saturday Night Live didn't pay up. No, oh, that to Sid Caesar. It's shocking. And he's. I mean, and I think yeah, the people who have those. I think his clown sketch is the best. Where he's like, I broke the mark. He's. He just he breaks the marker and keeps. I don't think we'll have another one like that in, in quite some time. It's, you know, we had Monty Python. Yes, um, yes. And they're, did you see they're coming back? Yes. I heard that. That's so exciting. Four of them are coming. One of them's in the, one of them died. So, and they actually put, they're like, well, Monty Python, mostly one of us in the ground. I was like, yep. Uh, in their own best Monty Python fashion, of course, yeah. My dad finally sat down and watched the Holy Grail. He's like, I'm never going to be into Monty Python. I'm like, have you seen the Holy Grail, Dad? He's like, he got to the bunny scene, he's like... I fully understand why you're fucked up now. I'm like, okay, I'm so glad you know this, yeah. Dad. I've been trying to tell you. It explains a lot. We had right? Game of Thrones out and Angus Oblong and Clark. We got, I got in a really tough, weird little spot of being born in the 90s. And you're just like, oh, yeah, you're born right at the, t- the first of the end you 90s. Are, you're right. like, yes. I have Power Rangers and The Crow. And when oh, you're you five. Go with the crow. But when you're five years old and you like The Crow, everyone's looking at you like. Yeah, there's something wrong. And yeah, you're just sitting there going like, "This is the best piece of cinema history we're ever going to get." I am so lucky because my mother um, is a is a literature teacher, and she taught in the in the prison system for a really long time. Oh wow! And she used The Crow. Uh, she would have her students watch The Crow as references to allegory and to teach symbolism, and it's one of her favorite movies. And it was something she actually let me watch when I was quite little. And it, it's such an experience to have that as part of your growing up, as part of your understanding of literature and how things are written or produced and seen and how visually they can match with what's written. It's See, amazing. I get I'm a lot of lucky. shit because I'm always like, The Crow, that's the best love story in the world. It's a beautiful love story. I think it's a beautiful love story and it's dark and it's menacing and it's violent and it's... And it's, you know, it's, here's the bad part. It's honestly, if you look at every comic book movie that's ever made, it's the best transition to the stage because it Absolutely. didn't require special effects. It was Absolutely. all mostly just practical. Agree. And practical effects are amazing. Better, right? Practicals always better. Did you see Bad Milo yet? No, I haven't seen that If you get iTunes, if you get yeah. Bad yeah. Milo. I've seen that. It's a, a guy has a demon and every, he can't deal with stress. So the demon crawls out of his ass. <laughs> that's the whole movie. That's the whole movie. Well, do I need to go see it now? Yes, because <laughs> even though that's the movie, the whole experience you're going through this guy, it's, you know, it's, one, it's the only practical effect movie I've seen in the past 10 years. Okay. You know, I know they made Evil Dead. Well, that's, I, don't I mean, know, we count that as practical effect. 
the new Evil Dead was practical effects. I mean, if we want to go back to the best practical effects in the yeah. world, it's the yeah. thing. Right, the oh, thing. absolutely, right? Yeah, 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 that's it. That's the quintessential. Yeah, I'm, that's true. I didn't think about that. Well, all right, I'll put that down on my list. <laughs> all right. <laughs> or I might, I, might, uh, I might have to write it down for a book. It was a pleasure getting to interview. It was so nice meeting you and talking with you. It made my whole day. And they can, do you have Facebook and Twitter? I have Facebook and Twitter, IR Harris Books, uh, Facebook, and then at IR Harris Books for Twitter. IRHarrisBooks.com is the website. You can get. Are you all on the stuff. tweets? Do you I'm update? Yeah, I, I try to do the best I can, guys. I'm a little slow. I put out three a day. Apparently, I'm over my follow limit, so they've, they've thrown the hammer. I'll down tell you on what, me. we'll get you some more followers so we <laughs> can get you Thank you, guys. That would be awesome. It was Thank a pleasure you so meeting much. you. It was an honor. <laughs>